everyone, you're all listening to Raga Talks and I'm your host Raga and we're back with a new episode and we've got Fatima with um, with us. Hello Fatima. Hi Raga, hello everyone. My name is Fatima and I'm 17 years old. I'm from Tunisia and it's my pleasure to be a guest in this episode. Thank you so much. So let's get into the episode, hooray. Um, so for the first question, so just for people who don't know, Fatma is a coach. Um, so I'm going to ask a few questions on it first. So how does it feel to be the coach of the first skills club? What kind of responsibilities do you carry? And what is a first skills club in the first place? And at most of all, you were a coach when you were like 15 years old. And how does that feel? Okay, uh, I think I'm going to get started with what first skills club is. So yeah. I used to be just a member of the First Skills Club, which is a Tunisian nonprofit organization. It provides high-quality teaching programs to kids to allow them to learn and communicate in English and use modern technologies. The first members of this association were taught by our mentors, which are the founders of this association. Um, and since a very young age, they started to learn there. And then eventually they became coaches themselves at 15 and 16 years old. They taught then the next generation, which are, you know, composed of many young kids at, at the time, including me. And now we're teaching the, the next generation that's coming. So it's really like a self-sustaining environment and our association system is really doing good. And after I showed a great deal of technical and interpersonal skills, I was chosen to be a coach at 15 years old. And this association... Um, we coach in, in, in a dynamic and engaging way so we can transmit our knowledge better to kids. And so we place a heavy focus on technical skills and interpersonal skills like critical thinking and leadership and teamwork, which are assets for success. Um, I'm personally a robotics coach. I coached mm -hmm. in different short camps in robotics teams. I coached year-long classes and those classes are typically two hours a week. This year, I coach a class called Advanced Robotics. And being a young coach is, is such um, a great experience. It's so meaningful to me. Um, I get to give back to this association and I get to, to um, maybe have a vision for education in my country because it really lacks STEM education and, you know, do something actually about it. I'm like uh, doing the change that I want to, to see. Um, and I'm really grateful to be, uh, you know, trusted with such a responsibility because sometimes it's, it gets, you know, challenging and hard to balance mm -hmm. uh, such a responsibility with studies. So, yeah. Okay, uh, let me talk just a little about my class personally. Okay. So my class is, is advanced robotics. Mm -hmm. I use um, parts that are manufactured by VEX Robotics. Mm -hmm. uh, those kits are called V5 and in this class I teach how to mount different robot mechanisms mm. how to program the electronics you know like the motor and screen and stuff and the advanced aspect of this class comes from placing a heavy focus on mechanics you know like the physics they need so they can make scientific and calculated you know design decisions mm -hmm. um, that, that all sounds great so um so do you like do you actually teach them all this like a proper teacher or is it something different 
Well, we try not to do like um, like a school system, yeah. but yeah, I, I do teach. We have courses and, and all of that. A typical coaching session would be learning a little bit about mechanics, about physics, um, maybe, you know, for example, calculations about speed and stuff like that. And then we do building activities where we where we try to achieve a goal, maybe, you know, reaching a certain height with our robot mm-hmm. or, or shooting a, a ball or something. And after that, we do like a communication activity where we try to, you know, test our interpersonal skills and bird, bird, or build our confidence with the English language. Yeah, it, it sounds like a good course. Like it, it's wholesome, isn't it? Um, so moving on to the next thing, you participated in the Robotics Olympics. Um, it, I'm just hearing about Robotics Olympics for the first time. And if you can explain a bit more about it, and uh, it would be great, and how you participated, got to participate in it. Yeah, sure. So the first time I've heard of a, a robotics competition, I, I didn't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. But then um, when when I finally got into one and I saw for myself, it was it was such a surreal experience. And I'm, I'm really glad to be sharing it with you. So let me talk about the, the, um, the challenge I participated in first. So it's called the first global challenge. And it's a yearly Olympic style robotics competition. It promotes STEM. STEM education or science, technology, engineering, mathematics, mm-hmm. and it promotes careers for youth. So uh, as I said, it's Olympic style. So, you know, there are um, some games that are played, you know, in the form of matches. Mm-hmm. And this competition invites each nation to send one team to build and program a robot to compete with. Mm-hmm. Uh, those teams try to work together and complete tasks in the game. And those games are themed around a challenge facing our planet. And they try to foster understanding among the youth of the world. So the 2019 challenge in which I participated was themed around clearing the ocean of pollutants. And during that challenge, we have to play a number of matches on, on a field. And near the field, you have two drivers with two controllers per robot. So they control the robot wirelessly. Each game has two alliances that comprises um, three teams. So three random teams versus three others. And they attempt to score the maximum game elements, which are basically big and small balls representing pollutants. And they should discharge them, discharge them into a so-called processing areas. Mm-hmm. And they, those processing areas have like heights, different heights. And the higher you score, the more points you get. And at the end of the match, uh, robots are encouraged to park their robots by um, literally making them hang onto a bar, which is obviously worth um, a good number of points because it's a hard task. So it teaches, you know, uh, you know, pretty good technical skills about robots, which prepares them for the workforce later on. Mm-hmm. So this is this is the official aspect of the competition. But mm-hmm. as a participant, I can tell you it's so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I said, it's it's just so surreal because this event reunited teenagers from all corners of the world, each with a different background, each with a different story, different hopes, which made it the intriguing adventure it is. For the first time, I've seen with my own eyes like global acceptance and global development where language and religion and ethnicities are no longer a barrier. Yeah. Every day, 
yeah and every day for us is just like a celebration that has 200 countries and cultures a typical day at the arena is basically all about meeting people and jumping right into any singing or dancing crowd at sight and also playing the matches and cheering on your favorite teams that sounds so nice to be honest um yeah, so you also represented Tunisia for the safety of odds, um, and you won the Albert Einstein Award for the first global international excellence. How did that happen, and how was your journey towards it? Okay, so uh, we started preparing for the game three months before uh, traveling to do the competition. The competition was held in Dubai, the in the United um, in the UAE, and uh, the preparation was. Uh, comprised of building the robot, programming it, trying to write a documentation about it. The documentation is called Engineer Notebook, where you record the design decisions and stuff. We have also a media part where we try to keep our followers updated with our progress. And, um, you know, uh, trying to connect with the team with outreach activities. And all of those stuff are, are being followed by the competition. You know, they, they try to encourage teams by... Um, given certain awards to them. There are many different awards uh, because there are not, because the game is not only about scoring points. That's just one award. There are many others. Uh, you know, after we traveled there, the, the we don't have, you know, much technical tasks other than driving the robot during matches. All the other time was reserved for, for meeting people. And, and so about the awards, um, yeah, it, it's such a memorable moment. Uh, when I heard mm-hmm. my, my nation's name was called to the stage, my heart, mm-hmm. I think it skipped a beat. We got yeah. one of the most <laughs> prestigious awards given at the event. It's called the Albert Einstein mm-hmm. Award for First Global International Excellence. And I know the name sounds mm-hmm. kind of long, but I can break <laughs> it down to you. Yeah. So this award is given to teams that exemplify all tenets of the uh, the competition's mission. And the teams that win this award, they basically excellent robot game performance. They have mm-hmm. made a profound impact on the international community. They expound gracious mm-hmm. professionalism. And, and I quote, they represent all aspects of first global as ideal role models. So it's, it's extremely prestigious. And then we have the FDA awards uh, for the team safety standards throughout um, the design and build process and also at the event. That sounds so nice. Like, it, it sounds to be a very, very um, precious award. And so first of all, congratulations for winning that. I know it's been a while, but... <laughs> yeah, um, thank you. Um, so can you also tell us more about robots and education as a, as a general viewer? Yeah, so some education implemented. And as I said, I, I really try to make the change that I wanted to see in it. And our association actually managed to make some kind of changes in, um, in education. Uh, and the educational program in uh, in computer science has actually been updated after a meeting with the Ministry of Education. So uh, that's that's an achievement in itself. But let's talk about um, education in in the world. You know, so mm-hmm. in developed countries, um, robotics 
and educational systems have like a, like a very big importance since it's a it's a powerful teaching tool for for various skills those skills are like numerous like programming design also applied physics and let's not forget about the interpersonal skills like teamwork and leadership all of those are essential for robotics and robotics really um prepares them for real workforce you know uh and you know mentees of robotics are ready for the new jobs that require uh advanced technology uh, readiness and stuff like that so we're we're not just preparing them to make robots we're preparing them for the future for the future of that is um you know focused heavily on technology and a lot of the developed countries uh, such as um korea and and britain and america they're they're literally investing in robotics since elementary school and um a lot of the countries are adopting this educational approach seeing that it teaches uh scientific methods and techniques and even educational robots started to be a market it's an international market that's um and i think its value has exceeded 1 million dollars which is really big um and a lot of um companies big tech companies are trying to give educational solutions for educators like vex and lego uh so they can so they can make you know stem ed more accessible to teachers you don't have to have this uh tech savvy um background so you can teach robotics no they're trying to to make it you know closer to, to the teachers and closer to the to to the student teachers they can learn on their own or they can participate in in camps or stuff like that so they, so they can learn yeah so yeah that's why it's it's really it's really important that we try to accept uh that robotics is really shaping the world around us and that we should implement it uh in schools it's really such a powerful tool true it is because it's it's kind of like the future isn't it yeah so i think we should we should actually invest a lot in robotics and mostly as far as i know in the united kingdom uh we don't have so much invested in robotics at the moment because it's mostly invested on music and stuff like that in schools. But I think that's equally important. Um, thank you so much, Fatima, for being on the episode. And I think I've learned a bit more about robotics and the competition you've been to and the prestigious award. Um, and thank you so much for being on the episode. Thank you so much for your invitation. Uh, it was lovely to be here. Uh, thank you to all the listeners too. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.